Tuesday, August 22nd. Welcome back to the Damon Bruce Show here on Damon Bruce Plus the plus baby it's so good to have you here thank you so much for stopping by and as the thumbnail suggested straight out of raiders in the lost ark we're going to be talking about meltdowns the giants meltdown and how kyle harrison just feels like maybe too little too late to come and save what is a season that is falling apart but we're going to start with what is the biggest story in the bay until it's not and that's nick bosa Still not signed by the San Francisco 49ers, and they can go about pretending that this is all normal and standard operating procedure and nothing to see here as much as they want. I, I'm starting to not believe them. Now, this can go from a really big story to no story at all as soon as he signs that contract. So let's make that happen. Uh, They've been budgeting for this for the last two or three seasons. Nick Bosa and this situation have snuck up on no one, which makes the whole thing odd at this point, if we're being completely honest about it. This is not sneaking up on anybody. Their quarterback room, the rest of this entire roster, was constructed with this moment in mind, knowing that it was coming. Uh, The Niners want to sell you the illusion of this is business as usual? No, I- I'm sorry. Th- this is unusual now. We're we're drifting into the lane of this is unusual, and this might get concerning if it's not taken care of by Friday, which is the last chance to even get him out there. Look at it this way. Were you to sign him today? Would you even play him on Friday? Probably not. So he's going to get zero preseason game snaps, which probably is something that is very easy to live through for Nick Bosa, but he's got to get out there and start feeling some NFL on his body through practices and being in that locker room and getting around his teammates and getting in front of his new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. What are we waiting for? Get Nick Bosa signed. This is the best player that the team has had since Patrick Willis, okay? The best player that they've had. He is going to go to the Hall of Fame one day if he stays healthy. That's who he is. Sign him. We know what the contract should look like, will look like. So what the hell are we talking about? Get that done. Get that done. Get it done today if you are the San Francisco 49ers. Ah, Speaking of today, hey, here's a sip of the day right off the rip. That was a good one. I like that. That was a really, really good one. Sorry if anyone had the over and we went way too long there. Not even close to going long. Oh, wait a minute. Sip of the day over under 11 minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, we came in way under, way under. So there you go. Uh, It is an Otani Tuesday. Thank you very much, Irwin. You're right about that. And we'll do a little something later on to celebrate the Otani Tuesday that is around us once again. It is a day where the San Francisco Giants are going to use this Tuesday to start feeling good about the rest of their year, or this will be one of those days that just feels like the bottom falling out. But before we get there, one more NFL note to share along to Raiders fans who are watching here today. Josh Jacobs is expected to end his old out soon, which is good news for the Las Vegas Raiders. They open with the Broncos on September 10th. The Las Vegas Journal Review reports that the 25-year-old who's been away from the team since he and the Raiders couldn't agree on a long-term contract just before the July 17th franchise tag deadline. Well, Jacobs didn't sign the franchise tender, so he isn't under contract to rejoin the club. He 
could sign the $10.1 million franchise tag or agree to a modified one-year salary. And it looks like this is going to happen soon, and why wouldn't it? God, the, the Raiders, just the one really good player that they definitely have that they didn't extend turned out to have one of the best years in the league. I mean, God, they're just, there's always going to be an element of, you got to be kidding me, Raiders, attached to the Raiders and everything that they do. Well, look, they, they might be fourth place in their own division with Josh Jacobs, but they're definitely going to be fourth place in their own division without him. So that's a player that you want to get in. You know, Josh McDaniel, if the Raiders are going to do anything this year, it's going to be with overwhelming offense. And he would be a part of that. He led the league last season with over 1,600 rushing yards, over 2,000 yards from the line of scrimmage with 12 touchdowns. He also had five games with 140 rushing yards and, and, and at least one touchdown last year, which is the most in the NFL by a wide margin. He really proved himself to be an unbelievably skilled, talented, gifted player. And he thought that it was going to mean you know, multiple year deal for him, but he found out like so many running backs have found out that you are going to get screwed. You are just standing in the wrong line to get paid well in the NFL these days. And uh, that's just kind of the way it goes. It stinks to be a running back. Although word is getting a little bit better, maybe for Josh Jacobs in Indianapolis, and we'll get there in just a second. But let me tell you right now, a deep thanks are to be offered to my sponsors. Let's start with Ike's. If you're looking for a great sandwich today, you will find it at Ike's. You will find two premium specialty sandwiches, which are magnificent, the Arrow and the Florin. One is a Wagyu pastrami, third pound of Wagyu pastrami sandwich that is just delicious, and the vegetarian sandwich that is the Florin is the biggest Fugazi vegetarian sandwich I've ever tasted. Like, it really tastes like there's... There's meat on there. there. It's fantastic. It is delicious. I suggest you check out both while you can. They're available for a limited time. So go ahead and get yourself to Ike's. Go ahead and get yourself to Uncle Boy's. When you're in the inner rich and you're thinking about, hmm, cheeseburger time, what should I do? Get yourself to Uncle Boy's. Get the lumpia. Get the onion rings. You're going to be happy that you did. You're supporting a San Francisco original, a small business. So get yourself to Uncle Boy's. They will treat you right. And speaking about getting treated right. Pick yourself up a bottle of Blackened, baby. Uh, delicious whiskey at an approachable price point for the quality of whiskey that you're getting. It's one of the best deals in the liquor world as far as I'm concerned. Go to BevMo. You'll find it there. Wherever you shop for your liquor, if they're not carrying Blackened, ask them to. Tell them, hey, man, I'm a loyal pluser. I will pick this up. If you carry it, they'll carry it. You'll pick it up. Everybody goes home happy, and you go home with a delicious bottle of whiskey. So you go ahead. You check that all out. You'll be happy that you did take care of me, support the channel, support the station. Well, it's not a station. It's a channel. Support this, the plus, by supporting the sponsors. It means an awful lot to me. Um, all right. So let's get to what the thumbnail suggested we would be talking about today. And this is, look, this is going to be one of the shorter shows of the week because we're not going to sit here and try to put the cigarette out in the middle of the Giants' forehead right now. But that's... That's kind of what it feels like they're almost doing themselves. Um, Kyle Harrison Day for the San Francisco Giants is finally here. He's as promised a prospect, certainly a pitching prospect, as I can remember, like anything less than 
four or five really good innings out of him today is going to feel like a little bit of a disappointment. And the nail that just goes in the closing coffin on this team's real chance to fancy itself a contender. There have been sobering results offered by Texas, by Tampa, by the Braves, and last night was just a terrible game for the Giants in Philadelphia where their defense fell apart, and it just all looked bad. I mean, it really did. It looked bad. The Giants have won only four games since being swept by the A's in a two-game series that started all the way back when we were celebrating Plus Mania 1 together at Victory Hall. They've only won four games since we were hanging out together at Victory Hall. That feels like it was a while ago now. Um... They have tumbled back to just five games above 500 due to the stretch that they're in. They're now a dozen games back of the first-place Dodgers in the National League West. Things are not going well. Um, All I can tell you is that you shouldn't be giving up many inside-the-park home runs. Like, in a season, if you give up one, it feels like you've given up a lot of inside-the-park home runs. These are things that you only see every couple of years. I, I've seen a couple of inside-the-park home runs by the Giants and their ham-handed outfielders who don't know even how to play the wall in their own home ballpark because they're bringing up, you know, Wade Meckler, who last night was just an adventure in Philadelphia's outfield. I mean, he was having trouble barehanding balls, picking them up, hitting the relay guy, just Wade Meckler. It, He's not going to be the solution, right? I mean, the Giants are a team of moving parts. And when a team of moving parts meets a real contender, that team of moving parts is usually moved into the not good enough portion of Major League Baseball's heat map. And that's what's happening with the Giants. They are clearly not good enough to hang with the big boys in Major League Baseball. A series here, a surprise there, sure, that's how baseball works. But an actual us against you over the course of a three, five, seven game series, just, man, they are coming up short at the wrong time. And so here comes, again, Kyle Harrison, right? The third rounder from De La Salle. He just turned 22 years old. He makes his major league debut tonight as the Giants are just having as bad of a stretch as they've had in their season. So, you know, they got him going against a good Philadelphia team. Starting him on the road just feels like the wrong time to go about doing it in a year that as long as a baseball season is to choose this moment in time to bring him up and get him going on the road against a lineup that is heating up in a very hitter-friendly park. I don't know why you do that. That feels like the weirdest way to introduce this guy to actual major league action. You could have gotten him a start at home. Um But the Giants have managed themselves into this desperate situation by being so inactive at the trade deadline, by being so uh, uh, incapable of adding true off-season major league talent, and they're all banged up at the wrong time, and the young guys that you were feeling good about are either gone and so you're not feeling any way about them, or they're still here and they're not really producing, so you're not feeling as good as you used to. It is just, it's a bad time for the Giants. But here comes Kyle Harrison. What if I told you that his numbers 
outside of his strikeouts, where he's got 109 Ks in 67 and two-thirds innings, they've been babying him. He's only got 67 innings, but he's got a 4-5-2 ERA over the course of 67 and two-thirds innings in the minor league. That's not great shakes. He's got good strikeout numbers. He's striking out nine and a half per nine innings. But this guy gives up runs. He does. His whip, like, you know, oh, man, we are got to call him up. He's ready to go. Well, what's his whip? His whip is a one four seven eight. Like, nothing eye-popping about that. So Kyle Harrison's got a really big bill to fill. He's got a ton of expectations about him. We'll see what he looks like. His major league debut is tonight, and good luck, kid. You're going to be facing off against one of baseball's winning his pitchers with 13 wins on the year. Uh, Taiwan Walker going for the Phillies tonight. All right. Good luck. Hopefully you don't have the adventure that is Wade Meckler kicking it around in center field for you. Jeez. All right. It's not just a, uh, a James Bond film, but never say never, never say never again. It's really good advice. Like, I don't care how high on your haunches you think you're sitting or how much juice and money you got. When you start saying, when you start talking in absolutes, you're going to find yourself proven wrong more often than proven right. You know, the world is not black and white. It's a big gray area. And never say never. And that even includes you, Jim Mersey. Did you see the story that multiple reports have surfaced from Indianapolis after saying they're never going to trade running back Jonathan Taylor? They've told Taylor and his agent, you go ahead, you seek a trade, and we might accommodate you if you bring one back to us that we think we like. Uh, odds are... The Dolphins at 2-1 to one on the leaderboard in Las Vegas to be the trading partner for Jonathan Taylor. When you think about what Mike McDaniel's trying to add, man, you get Jonathan Taylor on a team with real weapons like Tyreek Hill, all of a sudden the Dolphins get scarier if that were to happen. The Bears are going off at 5-2. to The Bills are 5-1. to The Ravens are 7-1. to The Broncos are 8-1. to The Cowboys are 8-1. to Commanders are 10-1. to Buccaneers and Vikings 14 to 1, Eagles 20 to 1. Jonathan Taylor, you know what he should be? You know a team that could really use Jonathan Taylor? The Indianapolis Colts. But again, the NFL's not paying running backs these days, and everybody's got hard feelings and angry about it. And whatever meeting Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor had, that, that was not a good one. That did not go well. Uh, let's see what we also got. Here's a little news saying that Baker Mayfield has officially been named the Buccaneers starting quarterback. Okay. That's officially interesting because let's be honest about where Baker Mayfield is in his career. It is either about to be reborn and realized in this situation or the beginning of the end is officially starting a TikTok for Baker Mayfield. This is a guy who was the number one pick of the 2018 draft. The Browns obviously said thanks for the memories. He's had stints with the Rams and the Panthers. Um, he did beat out 2021 second-round pick Kyle Trask for the Buccaneers starting job, but they're going to be an adventure this year. They have not come out of the post-Tom Brady era feeling particularly ready to 
contend and move on from that moment in time. ESPN said Mayfield signed with the Buccaneers this offseason on a one-year deal worth $4 million with incentives that could push it up to 8.5. The hope is that he can get his career back on track while helping the cash-strapped Bucks avoid a major drop-off after Brady's retirement. So Baker Mayfield, this is your life. I mean, I was hearing... Uh, Colin Cowherd basically doing a segment which was easy on the surface to disagree with, but really when you think about it, like his whole point was if Baker Mayfield can't beat out Kyle Trask, like it could be time for Baker Mayfield to just retire. Like it's it's not happening, dude. As a starting quarterback in this league, if you can't beat out Kyle Trask, who are you? So he beat out Kyle Trask and he is the Buccaneers starting quarterback. Another football story from Ann Arbor says that Jim Harbaugh is about to miss the first three Michigan games of the season with a self-imposed ban. Look, all I can tell you is that it's pretty obvious that Michigan has been drifting into the lane of up to no good with a few Jim Harbaugh hires and decisions. And again, he had a computer scam that was being tracked right back to Schembechler Hall and even what Schembechler's grandson like it. Jim Harbaugh is on the edge of maybe doing something wrong to the point where the NCAA is saying, we're going to come down hard here if you don't start doing a little something. And Michigan tried to play that. Yeah, we're going to appeal. We don't think you really got this. And the NCAA said, no, we, we you don't, you don't want to mess with this. So after saying he won't take a self-imposed ban, the Michigan Wolverines have rethought everything. They've done the math once again on how much trouble they could be in. And what do you know? Jim Harbaugh, three-game self-imposed ban. Um, he he just feels like he's going to be back in the NFL before you know it. He almost feels like a little buyer's remorse that he stuck around maybe Michigan one year too long, and this is that year. Uh, yeah, not great when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. Uh, also another story from big 10 country, which let's face it, Chicago's in big 10 country. This is not a big 10 story though, but it's a big time okie doke from Jerry Reinsdorf who, you know, once a decade, you got a Jerry's considering maybe moving story. And here's here, here we go again. Here we go again, Guaranteed Rate Field, which is the park that was New Comiskey when it was built. And upon the day it opened, much like Levi's Stadium, everyone agreed this is about as bad of an architectural decision as you could make. And it only got worse the subsequent years it was open because right after the White Sox built their ballpark, the throwback ballpark boom began where everyone realized you don't want anything modern. You want something that pays tribute to the past and the way ballparks used to be. So they totally blew it. The White Sox built a shit ballpark that they can tweak and change around and sort of upgrade as often as they want to. That place sucks. That place sucks, and it's in a neighborhood that also sucks on a part of Chicago that has gotten more bad publicity for Chicago than any other part of any city. City has basically picked up bad publicity for any part of any other city. Ugh. Oh, and oh, by the way, the White Sox suck out loud. So there's not a lot of good feeling on the south side of Chicago. Um, and again, 
the last modern stadium built before baseball started putting up throwback stadiums. It's sort of like the Levi Stadium architectural engineering that has followed it. Like, they'll never build another stadium like Levi Stadium ever again in the NFL because nobody wants that now that they've seen the new shit. So, 49ers blew it. White Sox blew it. And even though the 49ers aren't moving anywhere anytime soon, Jerry Reinsdorf is saying, all right, well, maybe it is time for us to move on. Is he talking about another location in Chicago? Is he putting the suburbs on the table now that the Bears have officially put Arlington on the table, which is going to ruin the Bears in so many ways that that actually happened? Nashville has come up in conversation. Look, all I can tell you, A's fans, if Jerry Reinsdorf threw his hat into the Nevada ring, Nevada would be smart to pivot off the A's and get to the White Sox as fast as humanly possible. Seriously. As much as Jerry Reinsdorf totally sucks, he does not suck as bad as John Fisher does. So maybe he could prevent the A's from moving to Las Vegas. Look, all I can tell you is that the White Sox playing anywhere but Chicago seems like baseball blasphemy and almost impossible to imagine happening. But if it can prevent the A's from leaving, I'm all for it. Screw the White Sox. I guess the last story I got for you today, again, I told you I'm never going to waste your time. I'm never going to drag you through an attempt to pull you through an hour of content when it's sort of a slow news day. And outside of Kyle Harrison and waiting for football and waiting for Bosa, it's kind of a slow news day. Um, Wander Franco may never be wandering into a major league clubhouse again with the trouble that he seems to be in. Jeff Passan is reporting that the Tampa Bay Rays have placed Wander Franco now officially on administrative leave by Major League Baseball amid multiple investigations into his alleged relationships that he had with underage girls back in the Dominican Republic. The 22-year-old Franco, who missed this past week after the A's placed him on a restricted list, is being investigated by the Dominican police as well as baseball's Department of Investigation and it's all signs are pointing to this ain't good. Franco is in the second year of an 11-year, $182 million contract, and he was in the midst of a breakout season. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays have never seen a younger player that they've bet more or harder on than Wander Franco. And he rewarded them by hitting a 281, 344, 475 slash line with 17 home runs and 30 stolen bases and was named an all-star for the first time in his career this year. And he may have allegedly is being investigated into sleeping with underage women. Woof. That, that ain't good. So... You know, you want to talk about bright young careers that might be dashed before they really even get going. That's one to look at. That is one to look at, and that officially is not good. Are you ready to hop into Club Plus today and just get going? Just get rolling over there? I hope you are. I got a little bit of a lunch date that I got to get to today. I'm glad it's a slow news day. I, I got big things going on. Look at I did the hair. I shaved. It's a collared shirt. Ho-ho!
Something's happening. Tyler says, send Meckler back down today. Well, let me send all of you into Club Plus. If you're listening on the podcast, I thank you so very much for doing that. And please do remember, before you come back tomorrow, hopefully again for more Damon Bruce Plus, and sports don't build character, they reveal it. And like that, he's gone.